This is Larie Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. Marsha Fudge serves as the 18th Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Throughout her career, she has worked to help low-income families, seniors, and communities across the country. She's previously served as the representative for the 11th Congressional District of Ohio, for which there is currently a highly contested race uh, to find her replacement. And I am so pleased to have her with us today. Secretary Fudge, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Now, ma'am, I know your time is tight, so I I apologize in advance for the rapid-fire nature of these questions. I want to squeeze as much goodness (laughs) as we can (laughs) in this discussion. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. Now, we, I'm a former housing advocate. Uh, I was someone who, as an attorney, represented homeowners in the foreclosure crisis. And one of the things that I recall is that HUD does not necessarily have a history of centering racial equity in a way that speaks effectively to the needs of black Americans. There were programs created during the 2008 housing crisis that, yes, were in place and were effective, but they weren't really responsive uh, to the specific housing needs that black communities had. And we ended up losing over 50% of our collectively held wealth in that crisis. Can you tell us your vision for how HUD will respond more equitably to those housing needs under your leadership? First thing I can say is that it's a new day at HUD. All right. Uh, we, are lo- we are looking at everything through a lens of equity. Mm. And we know clearly that the gap between the black and white home ownership is as big today as it was in 1968. Mm. And while I am the secretary, we're going to change it. Mm. We are already looking at how we address credit reporting, how we look at down payment assistance, how we look at appraisals. Uh, We are in the process of basically neutralizing student loan debt Mm. for uh, people of color. We're looking at so many different things. We are going to make a real difference in black home ownership in a very short period of time. I'm glad to hear it because, as you well know, uh, housing needs in this community, in our community in particular, but across the country generally, are going to have a real tough time, particularly as the moratorium on evictions and foreclosures comes to an end. Uh, you just mentioned student loan debt, uh, and you've previously spoken about the connection between student loan debt and low rates of black home ownership. Can you elaborate a bit more on that and your uh, suggestions as to how to resolve that disparity? Well, one of the things that we found is that we wait, at least from FHA, from a credit standpoint, we rate student debt very, very high, much higher even than credit card debt. Mm. So what we know is that more people of color and low-income people carry student loan debt. Black people carry almost twice the student loan debt of white people. Mm. And so we know that it has been an impediment. And so what we're basically going to do is almost take it out of the process to the degree that it will not be um, detrimental to you to have student debt. We know that our families and our people will spend whatever it takes to get their kids a good education. That's right. And so you're going to find throughout black and brown communities high student loan debt, and it has stopped us from getting housing. Those, those days are done. Mm. 
That's data. good news. That is good news because as more and more of us, particularly uh, access higher education through HBCUs, I'm glad to see that this commitment to education will not be penalized uh, further under your leadership as it pertains to our pursuit of home ownership. I certainly could have used that when my husband and I were applying <laughs> several years ago. Uh, I, I wanted to also ask you uh, about the bipartisan infrastructure framework. This is a framework that is, uh, from my understanding, seeking to advance economic uh, and public health opportunities. Can you talk a bit about how that framework is going to also reshape opportunities for black Americans? Well, the first thing it's going to do, if we can get this passed through the Congress, it's going to create millions of new jobs. Mm. We're talking about things like um, clean water infrastructure. It, the, the bill is requesting $55 billion just to make sure that we don't get lead in the water that children drink in their schools mm. and in their homes. Um, we know that people of color tend to live closer to brownfields and Superfund sites than any other group of people. We're going to clean those up so that we don't have as many children uh, getting asthma and other respiratory diseases because they live in, in environments where the pollution is very, very high. Mm. Um, we're talking about making sure that we deal with transportation needs. Our communities become so isolated that it is difficult for people to find and get to work. Yes. So those are things that are all going to be addressed in this, in this infrastructure bill. But let me just say that the biggest thing about it is that it is not only looking at equity, but for us to get anything bipartisan in this environment, this big, is saying an awful lot about what the president has been able to accomplish in a very short period of time. Mm. Agreed. I think he is definitely he's defying some of my expectations. I, I will be perfectly honest and <laughs> acknowledging that more to be done. But I'm like, all right, I, I can accept the good uh, such as it is. And again, I know your time is short. So my final question for you uh, and more of your advocacy role as opposed to your HUD secretary role. You have been seen as someone who at least uh, as one portion of our community, the black farming community, um, they have identified you as an advocate. And I know that you must be aware of the hold up to the relief that black farmers are scheduled to receive as a result of the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package that was passed. What are your hopes for the outcome uh, from that holdup? You may be aware that there is a lawsuit currently pending where a number of white farmers have filed to block that relief. What do you think would be a just outcome uh, as it pertains to that open question? Unfortunately, the just outcome would be for us to tell the white farmers who are suing that Maybe they should have gotten the less than 1% of all of those resources that came out in the last Ooh. administration instead of the 99%. Hmm. You know, maybe it would be fair for them to stop showing how racist they are by allowing black people who we have intentionally taken their land, not giving them the kind of loans they need. Uh, so to me, the fair thing would be for us to get uh, the black farmers what the white farmers got. Let's see how they like that. Well, now, I had a feeling you would have an answer. <laughs> so I'm so, you know, I'm so sorry. You're going to get me in trouble. You, I, I don't know why, but that's just how I feel about it. You know, it's just unfortunate that we had black farmers have lost millions and millions of acres of land and nobody was concerned. That's right. And now the little bit of money, the little bit of money that the federal government is saying, you know what, we mistreated you. And so we want to try to do a little bit to make it right. And they want to fight that. Mm. This is why having people like yourself, true advocates in key positions of power is vitally important. HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge, it has been a pleasure having you here. I hope we can get you to come back and thank you for the work that you are doing and the way you're framing these issues.
Thank you. I'd be happy to come back anytime.